I know, I know it hasn't been super long, but yes. if you haven't checked out our previous episodes, please go into that. Yes. If you are here for the first time, my name is Jordan, and I'm here with my special co-host. Yes, my name is Vera, your hostess with the mostest. Right, right. And so we are the co-hosts here to save the world. Jokes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we are basically here to introduce to you guys a brand new series coming to you live and in the flesh. You know, no more online, no more Zoom, Zoom nonsense. We like, were tired. That's old. We thought we'd come back to you guys um, again and again and again. If you haven't watched our previous episode, we were also live and in the flesh. So go and check that out. Um, but yeah, we are doing a three-part series in collaboration with Women First Digital. So I'll just let Vera tell you a little bit more about that. So basically, in this three-part series, we're going to be focusing on sexual reproductive health. Um, we're going to look at it from three different perspectives, from a religious perspective, from the perspective of our culture, and then lastly, obviously, from a medical perspective, because you need to understand. I think that it's great to understand it from a religious and cultural perspective, but we also need to know like from a health way like is it safe am i okay with doing these things we need a professional to come in and just clear out um the room and the ideas right. and the perceptions for us so we're not just using dr google right we right. want facts on right. facts on facts i think we're trying we're trying something new in yes. this episode in this series so we just want you guys if you're an old fan if you're someone who's been watching from Season one, episode one, please bear with us. We are changing things up. We're trying new things for your your benefit, your entertainment. So yeah, we're going to have a few different segments within this episode. And I hope you guys stay with us. Feel free to check out our socials. They are on the screen now. Just mine and Vera's and obviously her hour. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. And we will see you throughout the episode. Everybody, we are out here in the streets of Harare asking people on their views on abortion and also just I guess like their association with like any religious sector or community and just trying to get people's opinions trying to get the lay of the land right right <laughs> right for your benefit so that yes. we can nuance this conversation exactly so let's see what people got to say about this really controversial topic let's go hi how are you how are you? I'm good. Okay, so we just want to ask you, uh, do you belong to any religious sector or do you go to a church? What are your religious beliefs? Um, my grandmother is really religious, so yeah, when I visit her, we do visit the church sometimes. But I don't like go to church like every single Sunday, like maybe like on special holidays, but not every Sunday. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so I want to ask you, what are your beliefs around abortion? Okay, well, to be honest, abortion is a picky subject because um, a lot of people, since it's just like the blood of the baby, it's not that much. But it's also another life of another human being that could have become something great, like maybe a president or something, like no one knows. Like imagine all those presidents that are here that helped our civilization. Imagine if they were like aborted. Right. That's kind of like how I feel about it. But of course, if the person decides to have an abortion, that's like understanding because it's like their thing and it's like it's their life and having a child is a, like a big responsibility. Right, right. Hey everyone, I'm here with our first gentleman of the day. So I just want to ask you a few questions. Hope you're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm alright, and yourself? I'm great, thanks. So my first question is, do you belong to a religious community or church or space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually a Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. Yeah, that's where I belong. Okay, that's great. And what are your personal views on um, abortion? Um, obviously, it's a bad thing because, like, I mean, according to the Bible, we shouldn't kill, right? I mean, when we were boarding, we we're removed, we we're actually killing, right? We we're killing a life there, even though it's not really uh, fully matured, but it's still killing in a way. So, as a seventh day and as a Christian, I think 
yeah it's really not something acceptable like ethically yeah even though yeah there are people who try to justify it mm-hmm. we are here with someone else with who is Fido. right Fido. right aka kundi perfect okay so i'm gonna be- begin by asking you do you subscribe to any religion are you from any church what are your beliefs uh my beliefs is the heart going to church going to a tradition going to sangoma is not about what sends you your, what sends your soul to to the resting place the good thing what everybody knows people don't want to follow it but they know what god wants what our ancestors wants the ten commandments they both apply to the ancestors and to the churches it's about what you like life is yours then what was the other question abortion the second question is uh what are your thoughts around abortion around abortion all right what we have to do and understand is that um, it depends with where you live, where you come from. People do it. They can do it privately. Right. They can do it with the doctors privately which they can use to abort. Yes, it's choice. Then it depends with where you come from. If you like you come from Zimbabwe, our government, our president, you know, they don't allow that. It's a criminal case. Right. Then when you come from South Africa, we won't tell that we won't tell you that you don't abort because it's allowed there. Right. But if you are here, so live by the rules which guide you. Okay. Where you live is about where you live, what are the principles? We can, uh, you know, take into, into consideration from families. You have got your family, I am my family, he has his family, this one has his family. You live by the principles of your family. Right. So we live by the rules of our country, of our nation. What does the Bible say? What does our leadership say? About where you are living, that's the very most important thing. Right. It's not about what you like. Yes, you can hide. You, you know, only God will judge. Right. You can do what is not allowed. People will say, as long as you are not caught doing it, it's fine, it's free, you are nice. Mm-hmm. But it's about where you come from, what are the principles. Right. Right. So it's a choice. Like people, those who are bought, and let me say it in conclusion, people who are bought, normally there are people who like, they don't have choices about life. Mm-hmm. They indulge into activities which they don't control. Right. Aborting normally, because if you are married, like you, you beautiful girl, man. If you are married and you want to make a family, Huh? With your honeybee, it's up to you to say. You know, th- th- there's so many things to stop the, you know, the womb from being fertilized. Right. You know that. You urimumba mako. You can control that, but people who are born normally, you know what? Those are the people who don't even care about life mostly. Comparing, if you take it into consideration, you find out that people, some of them who are bought, they are not married. They don't know who to love. They have mixed up men. They now don't know who is the actual father. They don't want to be responsible. Responsibility. Particularly in China. China is not going to be What's 
good? What's popping? What's cooking? Good looking. <laughs> it's been a minute. I hope you guys are doing good. Um, my name is Jordan Janetza, and I am joined by two other special ladies. But before I get there, I'm just gonna let you guys know that this episode is shot in collaboration with Women First Digital. And we will be speaking on some very important issues surrounding sexual health in general. But today we're coming to you live and from the perspective of sexual health versus religion or belief systems. So yeah, I will let my uh, (laughs) co-hosts introduce themselves and then we can just dive right into the conversation. So yeah. Hey everybody, as you know, it's your hostess with the mostest, Vera. So happy to be back mm-hmm. in the space and back in control after our last episode. If you haven't seen it yet, please go and check it out. We were not in control in our last episode. Right. Now we're back. It is our... I'm joking. Anyway, yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation and really excited about our guest today, who we will not introduce. She can introduce herself, as is the her way, our way. <laughs> Wow, I feel some some type of way about that. <laughs> don't worry, we never introduce anyone. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Peggy Shanga, also known as You Mind. I'm a spoken word artist, a communicator, a transformational leadership development consultant, and a storyteller at heart. Okay, so we are going to get into today's conversation. I don't know if you guys have anything you'd like to say. Oh, we can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, we're just going to get into the conversation. And like I said, today we are discussing sexual health versus belief systems <clears throat> or religion. And yeah, just a reminder that this is done in collaboration with Women First Digital. Feel free to check them out. We will put some of their resources on the screen or in the description box. So if you would like to know more about Women First Digital, feel free to check out the description box. But other than that, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. So, yeah, we're just going to ask our first question. And it is, what are the beliefs and teachings surrounding sexual health within your churches or your religious belief systems, like, context? (laughs) Right. What are the teachings? What are the beliefs around sexual health? Well, I'll start by saying, really, um, I'm Christian. So that's what I'll speak about at large, because I I wouldn't know too much about other religions. But Mm -hmm. I'm Christian and um, I've been I've been really grown uh, under that religion. So that's the one I'll speak about. And when it comes to sexuality, I I feel like um, we don't really talk much about it. There Mm -hmm. are beliefs, there are values that we've been taught um, uh, around sexuality, around health, uh, around just women health uh, in, 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 to be specific. Yeah. And uh, one of those that I'll talk about is just the issue of uh, the importance of a woman uh, and how each woman deserves to have uh, access to good health systems, uh, access to um, whatever information she needs to make sure that she makes informed decisions. Mm. But I will speak about the one thing that I'm really concerned about, which is how much the church is in denial, really. Mm. We, we don't really speak about these issues. True. It's almost like it's taboo. And uh, you only speak about it either in retaliation. Mm-hmm. We, we're good at crisis, jumping in if something happens, if it's something that's trending and people are talking about it, we jump in, we give right. our opinion, right. but we're not actually actively teaching it mm. to say, okay, so we are going to be very um, intentional about teaching you about sexual health and making sure that you understand your sexuality. It's something that they leave to your parents to do. Mm. They leave for like your youth leaders to do. But if the youth leader is not taught, they, they will not be able to speak into it. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm, so... That's it's something we need to some, talk about, yeah. Right, right. I want to extend the same question to you, Vera, if you exist in any religious context. <laughs> I don't. I'm joking. No, um, I'm Catholic, so, yeah, the Catholic Church has a lot to say about, you know, issues to do with sexual health. Um, even just, like, there's certain very archaic um, 
rules and beliefs in the Catholic Church. Um, you know, things like contraceptives, like you know, technically mm-hmm. as Catholics, we're not supposed to use contraceptives. Um, it's something that the church doesn't believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, even in terms of like transplants, apparently, like I didn't know this. This is something I discovered recently. If you're a Catholic out there and do you think I'm lying? Look it up, guys. It's actually a thing. With yeah, mm-hmm. or like some other religious sects that don't believe in like blood, blood transplants and transfusions and things like that, organ transplants and transfusions mm-hmm. and everything. So I think there are a lot of very archaic beliefs in um, the religious um, sector, and I think it's mostly based on the fact that religion was also a combination of culture and religion so we're following like a culture system Mm -hmm. that existed in you know those times where people believed in like wild things they didn't think that someone could have Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. heart moved from one body to another body right and for them Mm -hmm. like even dealing with something like blood was something that was so like oh my gosh why would Mm -hmm. you be touching Mm -hmm. a woman's Mm -hmm. on a period but like now it's not even a big deal we have tampons and pads so right right yeah right i agree with you i think for myself personally, I don't exist in like any religious context. I am someone who uh, has formed my own belief systems and I guess I'm eclectic in the sense that I collect whatever feels right to me. I don't mm. I don't like the idea of subscribing to some other person's religion or some other person's belief systems because mm-hmm. I just believe in building what works for me because I only know what works for me. So in that con- in that context I think that I believe in bodily autonomy. I think people should have access to health, you know, regardless of where they are, who they are. Mm-hmm. I think we should all be treated as human beings, you mm-hmm. know, like there's things that people deserve. I think there shouldn't be anything that oppresses someone from having access to choices that, you know, pertain to their own body. And I don't think, I also don't believe in the idea of someone else having a say over your body, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm just going to move on to the next question, which is basically, um, what do we know about other religious beliefs and what they speak on, like, about sexual health? What are some of the things you've heard? What are some of the things you know? Uh, I can comment on uh, Islam. Yeah. Um, when when I was really, like, looking at this, when, when, when I was thinking about the topic and everything, yeah. one of the things that I really... Uh, bumped into a lot was how some of them don't believe in especially in islam they don't believe that you you can have uh family planning in some instances right. they don't believe in your uh in in vitro uh fertilization right. uh your surrogate like you can be a surrogate parent you can mm. you can have you know all, all those things happening they, they don't believe in that and um i was looking at that and thinking it's it's in some way uh, I can relate to Christians where we are very uh, hands off when yeah. it comes to certain things like mm. in vitro fertilization is still a thing that we don't talk about. Yeah. We don't talk about test tube babies, but it's happening, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about it because what what do I do? I'm Christian. I believe I want to. I I really want to have a child, but mm-hmm. if I can't have a baby of my own, are you saying that I can't actually explore other ways of having a baby? These are conversations that I, I, I'm really grateful to this table. You know, you guys are bringing it up because mm. I'd be interested to really nudge dialogue around right. these issues right. because I feel we need to challenge these things and really get to the bottom of what's the truth. Mm. What is it that we really need to take as people? What's valuable for us mm. and mm. what can shape us? Right, right. So what about you, Vera? I, I already know the Christian vibe. Um, yeah, so I actually don't have anything Right. Um, to say on that, yeah. Okay, I think we can leave it right there. I think you've contributed enough for us. I think the next question is more specific. The next question is something I think is a big one when it comes to like the religious context. I think, um, but yeah, I just I would love to hear the thoughts around abortion in a religious context, mm-hmm. right? In, or just maybe your context, the context that you exist in. Um, I'll, I'll probably speak in, in, in two parts. <laughs> I'll speak first of the ideal, mm-hmm. then the reality, and yeah. yeah, on the ground. So the ideal is that there's sanctity of life. Mm. So the embryo, as, as Christians, we believe that the embryo is is a person from conception. Right. So the idea of you actually going to take uh, to get an abortion seems almost as if you're killing Mm. but when we then look at um, the way that we live right now we also take into context that 
we're living in a fallen world okay. and we have fallen uh, sexuality broken sexuality we have a lot that is happening that brings us into gray areas in this life and, and right, we need right. to be able to to understand people from where they're coming from mm-hmm. where is there room for for compassion yeah yeah so so when i look at it i look at it like that i look at okay so the ideal and the biblical way of doing things is note abortion mm-hmm. but since creation sin entered the world and that means that um we all sin we right. all do things and the difference is that i feel for us as christians we categorize sin so there's something that we feel is more grosser a mm-hmm. sin than other things but when we look at it really and we take it to the bible we look at god when he looks at sin it's sin there is no difference in weight sin is sin if i'm over here lying i'm i'm doing the same thing that i feel someone else is doing over there so i have no right mm. to actually point fingers and say okay so what you're doing is grosser so you should stop that i should stop what i'm doing and yeah. mind my own business over here and manage that right right right, right. i, I saw jordan like <laughs> the wheels turning in your head girl <laughs> guys if i feel i hope the camera did a close up on jordan's face because there were some wheels turning because yeah very interesting um i completely agree with you um peggy i agree and disagree um i understand where the church comes in with the whole idea of like you know um an embryo is a life and we should not kill it and da 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 but um i also just feel like there's certain circumstances where abortion needs to be like it is the only option and it's the more compassionate thing to do i feel like christianity the basis of most religions including christianity is about compassion and i think there needs to be a point where we understand that compassion if if i become pregnant due to a traumatic experience like rape or if my child you know we have so much technology now i can get full pregnant today and find out that this baby is going to have every worst genetic disease possible and when the baby is born he's going to die like after 3 days like why am i going to put myself through that trauma i think i should have the ability to terminate the pregnancy because if the baby's going to die anyway or if it's um a result of trauma I don't think I should have to live with that torture every single day a constant reminder that I had this crappy experience in my life and every time I look at this baby I'm going to hate this child because my church forced me to have it. Ideally uh, that's 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 how we should look at things. Mm. Ideally um we we should champion new life uh, mm. and look at it and say okay so you're going to have a new life and And you know with research and everything not every baby that's born out of rape will have those disadvantages you're talking about. So I feel that as the body of Christ as as the as as, as a religious institution mm-hmm. we should be able to actually tell a person inform them fully of what it is that is an option to them is adoption an option for the mother. Yeah. Is uh is there another option for the mother so that we have the sanctity of life preserved and are they being counseled what are we doing about it instead of Mm. just badgering you and saying okay go have the baby. Yeah. What are we doing to support you? Mm. To make sure that you are in an environment where you feel loved, you feel heard, and then are we advising you fully so that you know what the consequences are? What it what is it that that's going to happen? Mm. Because with research you will find that uh they say that about 85% of the women that aborted before actually uh, regretted later on in life. Mm-hmm. So there's all of that, but if that information is not given to this woman who's just been raped or this child, a 12-year-old who's just been raped, the trauma around that and we don't offer that support, then we we have we have absolutely no right to then come in and say you're just going to have this baby mm-hmm. and because we say so yeah but there should be enough information around it so that we protect both the mother and the child the child as an innocent has rights and we have to to stand up for the justice for the innocent but we also have to remember that this child is also a child so the entirety of the situation should be looked at and we should handle it from that perspective Right. I hear you. I hear you. And I respect your your guys beliefs. Um I don't know. I think it's a bit of a slippery slope because um, yeah. you know, you could say that using condoms is a form of like altering the natural order of things where you having mm-hmm. sex is supposed to help you to conceive a child and so using a condom is 
essentially blocking nature from happening, you know, and that's, we could call that interference mm. with, with the, the, the natural order of things you could. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a bit of serious slippery slope in this, in the, the context of this conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'll always go back to the idea of saying it's your body, um, regardless of whether the the there's a, ch- a child in the stomach. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, someone would say, "Oh, the innocent, innocent," but we'll be eating a steak twenty minutes later, or we'll be eating chicken twenty minutes <laughs> later. And I'm like, so why is this life more important than this life, or this is more important than that? Mm-hmm. Or like. To me, it's like too many slippery slopes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's a it's a confusing one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think really the tendency is to be prescriptive, mm-hmm. but really, I don't think we we can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm here with somebody else, and we're just here to ask you, what church do you go to? Church of Christ. The Church of Christ. And I wanted to find out, what is your opinion on abortion? Or what are your views on abortion? Okay, I don't think it's a good idea. Because if you abort, it's like you are killing the child or the baby. So I don't like that issue of abortion. I don't think it's nice. If you are just joining us now, this is uh, an episode in collaboration with Women First Digital. This is not TV, so why would you be joining us now? Maybe you're like scrolling forward. But anyway, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, if you are just scrolling forward and you happen to land on this part precisely where I am speaking, then we're having a conversation around uh, sexual health versus religion. I won't say but I think versus makes it sound very like uh, competitive. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just say religious and uh, sexual health within the context of religion or religious or be- religions or belief systems, because I believe that some churches don't like to call themselves religions. Mm-hmm. So I got you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I would love to hear what. Um, do, what, what do you think about someone in, in your religious community being pro-choice um, and that still, how does that still line up with the teachings of your religious community, belief system? <laughs> being a Christian? <clears throat> um, well, it... Uh. And pro-choice, just for anyone who doesn't know what that is. Pro-choice is basically the not the opposite of pro li- pro life. So there's pro life, there's pro choice. Pro life is basically saying we believe in pro life, which is if you fall pregnant, we are pro life. Like it's self explanatory. Yeah. And then if you're pro choice, it's basically my it's body, your, my rules. Your, yeah, my body, my rules, bodily autonomy, or what happens to me concerns me. So yeah, the question again is. Do you think that someone in a church or religious setting or belief system can be pro-choice, which is my body, my rules, and still be in line with, let's say, teachings that say a fetus is a life, therefore if you kill a fetus, it's murder? Um, I think that has to really, it comes down to one of the values of Christianity that Mm -hmm. uh, we've had from the beginning of time, which is free will. And we've been exercising it when a person kills another person, they exercise free will. Whether uh, the person agrees or not, uh, they impose that. And it's, 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 it's scattered across our whole lives. So I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they would then be outside of the religious constraints, even though, yeah, when we do look at it, it could be, it, it depends with what you then do with your body and everything in accordance with following the commands that come with Christianity and right. what you're supposed right. to follow. But we do have free will anyway. So mm. everyone has free will and people will still do what they want with their bodies. Right. So I feel that uh, we were given free will. There's grace for that. When, when, when someone decides that they don't want to have the baby, as the body of Christ, to, we, we understand that to err is human, to forgive divine. We right. move on. We support that person in mm. that um uh, 
in that decision, even though it's not the ideal that we'd want them to do. We mm. live in a very real world. People are facing a lot of things. And maybe for that person, um, it's traumatic for them and they can't handle it. And that's a decision that they've ended up making. And right. at the end of the day, we're not judge or right. jury. Right, yeah. right, right. You Vera. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm if you're pro-choice, <laughs> in my opinion, um, I just feel like you can definitely exist in a you know religious setting and a belief system if you're pro-choice um, <clears throat> and like the the religious sect or community is pro um, pro-life. Sorry, um, I also just feel like it's also very dependent on the religious community that you belong to. I feel like in certain communities, like it's a. Uh, uh-uh. The minute you're that person now, we don't go with you anymore. But like, I think from a Catholic perspective, like there's so many things that I am like not in line with in the Catholic church, but like I still go with them. I still got you Catholic peeps out there in the streets. So yeah, but I think it's just, um, there are some religious sects that are very particular and very specific and they will probably not associate with you Mm -hmm. if you're against those belief systems. But I think Mm -hmm. most of them are pretty welcoming. Right, right, right. I, th- I think I just want to touch on something you said about like free will. Mm-hmm. And this like leads us into um, like my next question, which is basically how does someone has, how is someone afforded free will on one hand and like the idea of bodily autonomy, but on the other hand, it's like you have to be pro life, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't you feel, I feel like those two are like clashing concepts in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And just to add to your thing, right. <laughs> it's also, I understand that the the whole argument is that abortion is murder, but in the Bible, God sanctions certain murders, like when they would go to war. God will be like, "I got you. Mm. You guys will win, and you will kill right. all of them. Even all of like, these people will die mm, and be destroyed." The whole Noah's Ark situation, <laughs> right? Like, so I feel like there's certain Sodom deaths that are sanctioned by God. So many. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a very slippery slope. I know it's it's, yeah. it's it's a hard one. It's a hard <laughs> one. It's a hard conversation. This is the hard. Yeah. I mean, this is the importance of us having these conversations. I think. I mean, yeah. Um, to, to be really honest, yeah. It's 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 about that honesty right there. And mm. I think I want to weigh in with uh, one of the things that helps me in gray areas, <laughs> and that's understanding that especially for me as a Christian, the way I live my life is relational. I don't see the way that I walk my Christian walk more like religion. Mm -hmm. It's relationship. Mm -hmm. So then I can understand what you're talking about, where God would say, go to war and people will die and all of that. And you look at people like David out through through, throughout the Bible, David was sinning with everyone. Are you getting me? If we look at him, if he lived in this timeline, we we wouldn't be talking to David and we wouldn't think he was holy. But he's one person that God says, I love his heart. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a man after my own heart because of the relationship he had with God and because God is all about second chances and and, and you fall, you, you get back up again, keep short accounts and stuff like that. So I feel that when we talk about conversations like this, that's when your own convictions then help you. And when when I look at my own faith, I'm led by my convictions. I, I don't go with what everyone else says because they might not be convicted the same way that I am right. in a certain area. Mm. But I feel that, okay, for me, I can't necessarily do that. Mm. But for other people, it's the same. That's that's the, the same way that churches broke away from each other because the Seventh-day guys were convicted about we should keep the Sabbath holy. Mm-hmm. And they decided to do that. Mm-hmm. The Catholics felt a certain way about something else and that's how churches went about. But we can't point fingers and say, you're wrong because you're doing that. Because mm-hmm. again, like I said, it's about a matter of your own relationship and conviction. So that's the thing about religion. It's very spiritual. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it then sometimes comes down to your own convictions and how you're walking your own life. Uh, yeah. Right. No, I hear that. I hear that. I think that's a that's a... A good way to look at it. I think it's there's still a lot of questions in my mind, I think, but those are conversations for another day, you mm-hmm. know. Um because it's a complex one, you know, we could I go know. on for hours and hours and hours <laughs> with our varying beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um but I think just to end off this conversation, just come just to like tie everything in. We spoke about the idea of like unplanned pregnancies happening from violent situations mm-hmm. or 
you know, let's say a young girl just happens to be trying out, you know, or exploring her sexuality and it was a, like, it just happened to, she happened to fall pregnant mm-hmm. the first time she, like, has a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there have there have been a lot of situations where I've heard people say that, like, keeping the baby is, like, the punishment for her. Doing that, <laughs> you know, why were you in that situation? So now you're pregnant and that's what you get, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, I, what I want to ask is basically in those kinds of situations where you're saying this child, this person, whatever, whoever it is, should keep the child. What is this support being provided? You know, because you can't say just do this, mm-hmm. but then... Yeah. Mm-hmm what support is being provided to this person? Maybe they don't have the financial mm-hmm. means to have a child. That's why they're looking mm-hmm. at something like abortion. Mm-hmm. So in, in the in the situation where they're saying, okay, I want to do right by my God. I want to do right by my religion, my belief system. How, what support is going to be provided to me by my religious community to help me to do right by my God? Do you get what I'm saying? Is yeah. that a clear question? All right. I want to play the devil's advocate. Go ahead. Oh, no. I would love to start here. Because you have to start with this yes. in order for the devil's advocate to exist. Cool. Right. Well, to be honest, uh, we, we've 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 been failing on that one. Mm. In my mm. view. In my view, um, as you, well. You can tell me. You can tell me different. Uh, but mm. I feel that we've been failing. The minute that something like that happens, we're quick to point fingers. We're mm. we're quick to judge. And we are so unlike Christ, uh, and, and Christ being the model for Christianity. Uh, Christ goes to the woman at the well. I'm sorry, I'm quoting scripture, but because That's it's fine. a religious um, uh, conversation. He goes to the woman at the well, and this woman is coming to fetch water at an odd time because everyone else has, an, like, like super... Um, out, she's outcasted from 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 the society. No one mm-hmm. wants to be with her because she's sleeping around with people's husbands, and they know this. And she goes to the well, and 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 Jesus is there waiting for that one woman. His approach is totally different from what we would do. And I feel like mm. sometimes we need to forget about the letter of the law and talk about doing the right thing, like Christ, right. and say, "Look, this is a young child." And we understand that we are older and we understand the letter of the law and we understand what it says. But in reality, this child is actually making a decision and saying, I don't want this baby. Mm. She's also allowed to make that decision as much as we all know. Ideally, it's very wrong. And we've told the child, but we've we've talked about it. We've walked through it. This is the decision that this child has made. We need to come around in compassion. We need to come around in love. And that's the support that needs to be there. There needs to be no condemnation. We need to come alongside this child and say, okay, so what can we do from this point on to make sure that this child is not wounded and and, and walking around with this brokenness all our life, but also feeling like we've now decided to label the child. That's the child that had the abortion. Mm. Even when we said Mm. that she shouldn't Mm. have the Mm. abortion. Mm. That's such a huge weight for a young Mm. child to be carrying because at the end of the day, Mm. the gospel is about forgiveness. It's about love. It's about compassion. It's about being very real in these situations that are hard, especially when the ideal does not happen. We deal with the reality. We are on the ground. We need to support. Right. I want to hear what you have to say, but I have a lot to say. Okay. <laughs> um, I, can, I, I hear what you're saying, but in the same breath, right, I feel like someone can say, what is the church doing to avoid someone from killing someone else? Or what is the church doing to avoid someone from stealing? What is the church doing to avoid someone from doing, like, so many of the sins, from sleeping with someone else's wife, from doing whatever? And I think there comes a point where... Just to play the devil's advocate, guys, I am pro-choice, um, but just I'm just thinking about it from this other context to just say that I think at the end of the day, I think sometimes it has to be looked at from the perspective to say as a person, especially if it's like a mistake. I'm not saying if it's a product, if it's a situation where it's um, I'm pregnant because I was raped, whatever, that definitely go ahead, get your abortion. But like if it's a situation where I'm Vera, I'm living my best life, oops, I get pregnant. But I'm like, I'm not financially ready to deal with it. I feel like 
for the church to coddle an adult like me who's made a conscious like sense. I knew what it was happening <laughs> like I was very aware of what was going to happen yeah. and things like that so I just feel like I can't now look to the church and be like well are you gonna help me look after the baby you know they weren't there in the whole process of me like yeah. getting naked mm. and getting my groove on so I just feel like sometimes um we expect so much from the church but in the same breath like also when I think there's certain like I think the abortion thing has to be looked at according to the situation yeah. mm. and definitely if it's uh <laughs> if you're an adult and you make that decision and it's a bad decision I don't think the church owes you anything I'm sorry I disagree uh-huh. I think that you know some of the fundamental teachings within any religious context within any belief system is love mm-hmm. you know God is love community family those are things that are so important and so for me I don't understand how um, especially in Zimbabwe, something that I see a lot, a lot, a lot is mm-hmm. like the moment someone steps outside of that religious context or does something that's like considered a sin or whatever, the main thing is shame. The mm-hmm. second thing, or the, or the first thing sometimes is kick the person out, mm-hmm. outcast them, mm-hmm. force them onto the outside of this, this community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to me, that doesn't scream compassion. That yeah. doesn't scream love. Mm-hmm. That screams to me like, Segregation. Yeah. So you didn't follow our rules, so get out. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk to you anymore. We're not going to invite you into our homes Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. We're not going to provide you with love, care, compassion, Mm -hmm. respect Mm -hmm. that you once had before. How does this, how does it change your beliefs? How does, how does someone else's actions now force you to become a horrible person? Yeah. You know? I hear you. Because that's horrible. It is horrible to outcast someone because they happen to fall pregnant. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm speaking in the context of what you guys are saying. Like, yeah. someone mm-hmm. who happened to have sex, they fell pregnant, they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, even a, a teenager who happens to fall pregnant, a lot of the time, these girls get kicked out of the house. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. We've all seen it. Yeah. And to me, that doesn't scream compassion. Why would you kick someone out of the house? Mm. That's not love. That's not how you address someone with love. Yeah. That's not teaching someone a good example of, okay, we understand this happened. Mm. Yes, we can discipline you. Yes, we can tell you this was wrong, this was this, 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 this. But at the end of the day, we have to bring love back into the equation and say, mm-hmm. we will nurture you. Mm-hmm. We will discipline you in love. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. will keep you close, mm-hmm. but continue to let you know what yeah. you did was wrong. Yeah, I agree with you because at the, at, at the basis of any religion, um, nothing should ever be dealt with in isolation. Mm, like, why would you kick it, someone out? It should out? be done right. in full context, community. in, in mm. you know, in, in, in community, yes, in, in, in full context, really, not just, oh, this one issue, we're going to deal with it this way, and then this one issue, we're going to deal with it this way. But mm. in its entirety, um, any religion should be instructive, mm. informative, mm. and then also just disciplinary, mm. kind of, in, in a way where you bring it back to, okay, so you've done this, we will do this, but we still love you. It's like mm. family, really. Exactly. The you role don't just, of like, any religion out. is mm. really the family around you. It's yeah. supposed to be family. And, and I can mm. speak for, mm. for, for mm. Christianity because it's modeled around family we talk about god the father so it's family and and we need to get back to that place where as much as we we are teaching everything else we also practice these values that we teach Mm. and we bring it back to love love covers over all multitudes of sins and scripture (laughs) <laughs> right, right. I don't know. I think a lot of the time in 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 Zimbabwe and maybe just in a lot of religious contexts, people get lost in trying to enforce the law. You know, mm-hmm. people get lost in trying to be the enforcer, be the one who makes you feel bad, be yeah. the one who. Yeah. Mm, so true. And for me, I think you lose God in that. You lose your you lose you lose your humanity trying to be the policeman of what is right and what is wrong. You lose. Mm. The, the, the fundamentals, like I said, it's a fundamental thing to want to keep someone safe. Yeah, yeah. The, the moment you kick someone out, that is putting them in an unsafe position. More unsafe than when they had the sex. Mm. Yeah. What are you teaching them about family? What are we teaching them about making mistakes? Mm-hmm. What are we teaching yeah. them about, mm-hmm. you know, going going to... Exactly, <laughs> going to the people we, who are told, we're told from a young age... Trust me, mm. believe in me, mm-hmm. understand that I love you. Mm-hmm. But then when I make one big slip up, I mean, it's a big slip up. I, I guess killing someone, murder is something else that's completely different to like falling pregnant. 
I think there's different ways to deal with things, obviously. Um, but in this context of what we're speaking about, mm. I think there's, there's, there's things that are taught. We're teaching the wrong things when we do certain things. So I think just to conclude what I'm saying, it's, it's important for us to just remember our fundamental things like loving, mm-hmm. community, family, respect, compassion. I think compassion is a really big one. Yeah. Because if you found yourself in that situation... Would you like to be kicked out? You know, mm-hmm. would you like to people, people do things, guys. It's human. It's very much a human thing. Yeah. Definitely. To find yourself in an mm-hmm. uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And if I might add uh, for Christianity, for all those Christians out there looking mm-hmm. at me and going to be on my wall, <laughs> saying right. a lot of things. Right. Remember that the two basic commandments of the word are. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Mm. On this, the whole gospel is hinged, and this is what Christ was talking about. Right. That's it. Right. Mm. But I also think it's important for us to say that, like, you are not a representation for everyone. You can only speak Mm. from your own context. So don't come at anyone. And bash her. And bash (laughs) her. Like, I also think that's such an important thing. Like, don't think that, don't think you can speak for a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for you to speak for yourself. I've seen a lot of this online, especially where, where people come on the internet and they say, our group of people don't believe in this. I think we need to start saying, personally, I don't believe in this. Yeah, yes. very true. Definitely. This very is true. my belief. Yeah. Stop speaking for a group of people because not everyone is as callous as you mm-hmm. or not everyone is as compassionate as you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we have to remember that. So mm-hmm. just to end of the conversation, <laughs> I would love to hear if you guys have anything you would like to say just to, to sound off for one quick minute. Mm-hmm. Um, before we end the conversation, as our guest, yes, as our guest, yeah, you have to <laughs> and some bananas. I think, really, for anyone who's out there watching, I really would want to challenge you to have these conversations more because mm. it's something we don't talk about, and the minute we don't talk about it, we're not really informed about it. It's yeah. better we talk about it and find out where we stand with these issues, even even if we agree to disagree. It's a beginning when we start to talk about it. I want to challenge the body of Christ. Let's talk about these issues that we don't want to talk about. They're not comfortable. They're not easy to talk about. And we don't have all the answers as individuals. But we do know that we can find answers in community and when we come together. Right. Definitely. Um, I think the only thing I want to say is I think we need to just get to a point as a country because I know that it's a law in Zim that abortion is illegal but I think that it just needs to get to a point in the country where we just allow women to make the choices that they want to make like it's our bodies like let us just make the choice that we want to make I think if everything else in this country works that way that like you make your own decisions I'm not told that oh because you're a woman you can't drive a car or you can't do this like, so when it comes to my actual body and things like that, I think that should definitely just be a thing where if women want to have access to these things, like, let's just allow it to happen. Let's stop shaming people for getting abortions or for getting pregnant. Like, let's just, it's like what Jordan said, it's a mistake that people make. It's a decision that people make. Let mm. them deal with that. But like, let's also in the same breath offer services that help people to fully understand these things. I think sometimes, mm. you know, you'll have an abortion clinic and they're just like cool beans come through we got you feeders to lead us and you're done but like they don't um give you the like emotional training the counseling Mm. same thing again if you decide to keep the kid there needs to be that emotional support the training and everything um the counseling and everything so i think let's also look into those um you know peripheral activities that go along with whatever choice a woman makes when it comes to dealing with a pregnancy right right i think that's that's a perfect way to end this episode i think I mean, this conversation here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we've touched on a lot of things. Like you said, I think it's important for us to continue having these conversations within whatever context we exist in. Um, also, just feel free to, to comment on anything that we've said at this table in the comment section. Um, but for now, I think this, this this is all we have with mm-hmm. you. Yes. So thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks you. for having me, guys. Yes. Perfect. So, uh, um Handles should be on the screen yes. right now, but we'll also just link them in the description box in case you miss them here or here or here <laughs> on my forehead, on my teeth. You know? So, um, yeah. 
Okay, so our next um, person has chosen not to show their face or not to be in the show, show their likeness or anything for the safety of like for the purpose of their own safety. So we're not going to show their face, but I we're going to ask the same questions. Um, do you belong to any church, religious group, anything like that? Yeah, me myself, I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm, I'm a Christian. So um, whatever I'm. I'm answering as uh, basically uh, defending my Christianity, not necessarily because we, we come from different societies, but right. because it's not good or to, to me or, and also to, to the society. Okay, okay, so I want to ask, what are your thoughts on abortion? Okay, uh, my thoughts on abortion, uh, personally, I take it, um, I, I don't advise abortion. So to me, abortion is it's, it's not good. Uh, basically because of uh, having experience from others yeah it, it seems like it affects uh, emotionally the woman and also it's, even if someone chooses to, to abort uh, it, it seems like uh, it's, the, it's the last thing that uh, a person can do but in, 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 internally or emotionally that person is being affected for, uh, for a long time and also um, uh, coming from a biblical perspective and uh, also because I'm a Christian uh, it seems like um, being having abortion uh, you are not being forgiven so that person thinking that I may not be forgiven yeah it, it seems like it will out that person for a long time I just wanted to ask you um, do you belong to a certain church or religious sector yes I'm a Christian I belong to the Sayoja Forward and Faith just speak a bit louder. Yes, I'm a Christian. I belong to the Zayoja Forward and Faith Ministries. Okay, that's great. So what we wanted to find out from you is, as a member of the Zayoja Forward and Faith Church and Movement, what are your views oh, so on abortion? I think abortion is not right. Because it's actually murder. You have to give the chance for someone to live. So it's murder, in my opinion. Thank you so much for bearing with us, guys. If you've been suffering, why are you still here? I'm joking. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for watching. That was a really amazing episode. I, I think, think it was really great. It was really good. I think interesting perspectives. Right. Also, let us know what you think of this new format. What you think like would make this uh, better, more interesting for your entertainment. We mm -hmm. really want to do what you guys would like for us to do because. You are what is important at the end of the day. Your entertainment is what is important. Yes. So feel free to check out each of our guests and the people who were on this episode. Don't forget to um, share this, like, comment, subscribe. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to add. She said it all, guys. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Right. It is what it is. Right, right. But so shout, out, shout out, shout out, shout out, shout <laughs> out. Thanks for watching to guys. the end also. So right. Yeah. If you watch to the end, shout out, put a heart for us in the comment section. Yes. No one has done this, so I'm assuming y'all don't watch our baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, we will see you on part two of this amazing series. We will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Lights, flash, click, take, strike up. Pose. Oh, swag, drippy, drippy, click, strike up, pose.